This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. In the last episode, we covered a video that was made on April the 5th of 2023, which is one day after my birthday. And in this video, the defendant is, in my opinion, pretty heated. And she even says in the video that she was very angry. The premise was that she got an email that her son risked an enrollment in his private school. And so she got on the video to complain about that. And then she started talking about my defamation trial and how she felt that her attorneys did not represent her well. She talked about filing a malpractice suit. She talked about reporting them to the Bar Association. So She truly has spun this new narrative that, yes, she did lose. We did have the trial. However, it was just because she had ineffective counsel and none of her evidence was shown at the trial. And you've heard the trial transcripts by now. Episode 32 is multi-part and includes the trial transcript in its entirety. And you can determine for yourself whether or not what she is saying feels like the truth. But she also did name them by name. She named the law firm by name and she named the attorney by name, which I just feel is inappropriate because we've also seen that the defendant refused to meet with her attorneys and they actually filed a motion to withdraw because they could not get her to respond or pay. And they are currently owed $55,000 and filed as intervener in the divorce so that they're Remaining $55,000 could be paid from the trust account. And now I am also an intervener in the divorce for the same reason, so that my judgment can be paid out of the trust account. Two days later, after the April the 5th, 2023 video, she made another video with wild and outlandish claims. This one has a lot of what she had talked about in the prior video, but she's doubling down and tripling down here as she has done historically, and adds a few parts of her new narrative. Uh, It's just mind-blowing. So I have to get a civil attorney so I can go after all their and I sure am. And here's the thing. I can talk about it now. I thought I couldn't talk about it for a long time because, like, on TV, you know, you're not supposed to, like, tell what you know. But here's the thing. That's not how it works in regular court. In regular court, uh, you tell what you know up front. And so they know all the things that you know. And I used to think, oh, my God, if I tell what I know, they're going to, yo, we're not supposed to be talking about any of this stuff right now, but okay, let's go. Um, we're, if I tell all the stuff that I know, then they're going to find a way to, like, make up for it or cover it up. Here's the thing with, like, bank statements, transfers, all those things, you can't cover it up. Nope. The most you can do is stop me from looking, but mm, 
a subpoena is a subpoena, sis. You, if I was a lawyer, I'd rub you for free. <laughs> Sister, I have thought about it so much. Like, there's got to be somebody. And the thing was, this is what I told myself. I'm never going to get help if I don't talk about it. Like, I'm never going to have anybody offer to help me if I don't say I need help. And I think for a long time, I was like, no, I'll figure it out. I'll wait for the court. Then I realized that, listen, as much as you want the judicial, how do you say that word? Judicial system to be fair, they're not. Like, why we don't track ourselves? I'll tell you where I'm going. Why are you tracking me? To figure out where I'm going, to see if I'm talking to cops, see if I really went to the FBI. Bet that freaked you out, huh? Mm. Oh, another lie that she told, that Crystal told, that I didn't go talk to the FBI. Yes, the fuck I did. I just wasn't talking about you. I didn't need to talk about you, but I wasn't going to tell you that I was talking about my husband because I didn't need you to use any excuses. So, again, she tells people, in the deposition, she says she did not. First of all, I never said I didn't talk to the FBI about anybody, number one. But they asked me what they said, and I said, nothing that's relevant here because it had nothing to do with the that you're saying. I don't care about that. You can say whatever you want to say. I'm trying to figure out what's happening in my house. What is it called when your husband is facilitating someone else suing you for a million dollars? It's gotta be called something, right? And here I was this whole time, like so scared that like, if I told y'all all this stuff, then they would like get away with it even more. They're getting away with it right now. So I'm gonna tell you, because this is disgusting. It shouldn't be happening. My daddy was dying while this shit was happening to me. And y'all thought I was crying over my dad and that was not it. And I used to get off the video and be like, I'm so angry because all these, I used to tell, um, what's her name? The girl that worked for me. I used to tell her all the time, it grosses me out because all these people think I'm crying over my dad dying and it is not that at all. So here we are guys. I was crying because I knew my husband was feeding information to a woman who was suing me for telling y'all she was talking about me on the internet. Turns out that's what was happening. And even if I never sue them back and never go to court, this is the truth. And if you think I am lying right now, then go tell a judge because at least the judge will finally get to hear me say that out loud. And he'll ask me, why did you say those things? And I'll be able to say, this is why. Unlike last time when nobody asked me why I said those things. I just had to sit there and listen to whatever they said. That I was this horrible, mean person and that my followers were these vengeful, criminal-minded woman beaters. Like, we're a bunch of moms, sis. You're one of us. Like, nobody's going to go do something. And she was too scared to go to Costco by herself and too scared to go to church and too scared to do all these things. But you ain't too scared to try to host Zoom calls with strangers so y'all can talk about me. Like, that don't make no sense. But, of course, I couldn't say that. So, here I am saying all of it because it's all true and I'm tired of not talking and I'm tired of... Now I'm supposed to owe all of this money... That my ex-husband is saying I have to pay myself. He says he's not responsible for any of that. I'll be if you're feeding that girl information and then telling me that you're not going to pay any of it either. It's community property, sis. I might have to pay that, but you're going to pay her too, and I'll make that money back. He's like, you know, you just accused me of working with them and accused me of, you know, telling them information and blah, blah. And I said, I'm not accusing you of anything, sir. I'm trying to protect you. You're my spouse. I need you to explain to me how the hell is she finding out information that's not being... Oh, do y'all see my stories today? I posted a text message where my son said the same thing to his dad. Dad, how is... How are you not telling that woman information if mom's not talking on the internet? Like, mom's not speaking. She's been offline for two weeks. We also ain't made no income because she's been offline for two weeks. Do y'all see what happened yesterday? Made a ton of money. You know why? Because I talked on the internet. Not about this, but just about, like, life in general. Uh-huh. Telling you. But if he keeps me offline, I won't make no money. So, guess what? No more not talking, sir. No more. You can have You go figure out what to do with that mezzanine and all that old product.
I can't wait till he comes in here and says my business is worth like a million dollars. Write me a check. You go have it. So in this clip, she is going on again about what she had talked about two days prior. And someone in the comments says if they were a lawyer, they would represent her for free. And then she goes into how she's realized that if she doesn't talk about this, then nobody can offer to help her. And so it seems that she is making these videos on purpose and is talking about this on purpose so that someone will feel sorry for her and offer to help her. And that's really indicative that her followers are still just blindly believing what she says. She, to this day, has not shown any actual evidence of any of her claims, but this cult-like following truly believes her and is encouraging her and is even saying, if I was an attorney, I would represent you for free. And that's just disturbing and dangerous. She also talks about her husband putting a tracker in her car, which I've talked about. I'm not really sure what's going on there. The only instance of tracking people that I'm aware of is the defendant actually purchasing a tracker to track her relative. Then she talks about the FBI and did she really go to the FBI? And then she talks about what she said about the FBI and the deposition and that I was lying, saying that she said that she never went or something like that. And I would just like to read from her deposition just to remind us all what actually was said regarding the FBI. Todd says, have you ever spoken with the FBI about anything related to this case? Defendant says, yes. Todd, who did you speak with at the FBI? Defendant, I don't know. Todd, tell me everything. Well, how many times have you spoken with someone at the FBI about this case? Defendant, twice. Todd, in what form did that take? Defendant, I don't understand. Todd, call, in-person meeting, emails. Defendant, emails and calls. Todd, how many times did you have a call with the FBI regarding this lawsuit? Defendant, maybe three times. Todd, and how long did those calls last? Defendant, oh, I don't recall. Todd, do you have a phone number that you called to speak with someone at the FBI? Defendant, no. Todd, do you know the name of the person you spoke with? Defendant, no. Todd, tell me the substance of the conversations that you had with the FBI regarding this lawsuit. Defendant, I explained what's going on. Todd, and what was their response? Defendant, I'm sorry. So by the defendant's own admission in her deposition, she said that she didn't have in-person meetings with the FBI, and but that she did have conversations with them twice via phone, but she couldn't recall who she spoke with or the number that she called that they just said, I'm sorry. Then she gets really vague and is saying that she didn't want to say in the deposition that she was investigating her husband, but the defendant makes this claim that he and I are in cahoots and are conspiring together. And so why is she evading those questions? Because if he and I truly were in communication, wouldn't I know that those things were being discussed and that she was accusing him of those things? And so it just doesn't really make any sense. And once again, she's contradicting herself here. She also talks about how she had been crying so much and how it was annoying to her because people thought that she was crying because her father passed away or was in the process of passing away. But that wasn't the case, that she was crying because her husband was feeding information and facilitating a lawsuit so that I could sue them. She also says that she was never able to say this stuff in court and that I should just go tell a judge. And she also indicates that she's saying all of this so that these videos will be played in court so that she can tell the judge why she is saying the things that she is saying. And I find that comment interesting because in the prior video just two days ago, 
she said she doesn't care what a judge or a jury or anyone else says. And she has made it known by her actions through this entire process that she does not respect the legal system in any way, shape or form. And so it's kind of weird because she is saying all of this stuff and is implying or outright saying that she's saying it so that it will be brought up in a court of law and so she can explain herself, but she doesn't respect the law or judges or jury verdicts or anything like that. She also is making fun of me and saying that I was scared to go to Costco by myself or church or those kinds of things. And what she's referencing is her own words in the video where she says that everybody is going to know. And I just want you to know that everybody, everybody truly knows they do. So when you walk in that nail salon and you look around and you're like, oh my God, did they know? Did they know what I did? Did they know? Do they like? When you walk to the, when you go to Sam's Club or Costco is really my shit. When you go to Costco and you see that girl with a logo medallion on her shirt and it makes you feel weird in your stomach, like, oh my God, does she know what she did? She, does she know what I did? She knows. And she doesn't like it either. She wouldn't still be wearing that shirt right now if she liked what he did. I'd never wish that on anybody. But I wish that on you. Then she talks about how, how can I be so scared to go to Costco and church and all of these places? But I'm hosting Zoom meetings and having meetups. And I would just like to point out, who am I having Zoom meetings with? Who am I having meetups with? If I am the only person on earth, myself and her soon-to-be ex-husband and age, if we are the only people that don't like her and would have something mean to say about her, and we are the only people writing on these troll blogs, as she calls them, with multiple profiles, or maybe I'm the only one with multiple profiles. I've forgotten the narrative at this point. But who am I meeting with? Who am I having Zoom calls with? And so once again, she's contradicting herself and no one seems to care or catch on to that. Her followers are all up in the comments tagging Netflix and saying, Netflix needs to get you your own show and those sorts of things. And that is just wild to me that the followers continue to believe her lies despite her showing no evidence. She just gets on there and talks. She talks about how her husband filed for divorce because she was accusing him of working with us and that she was trying to protect him. And how in the world was I finding out information if he wasn't feeding it to us? And again, a lot of the information on these blogs or on these forums are speculation. A lot of it is public record. And a lot of it, the defendant says out of her own mouth and then forgets that she says it. And so she has literally accused her husband and is divorcing him because she is convinced that he has to be feeding information to me, to H, so that we can write on these forums. She also says that her son even said to his father, her soon-to-be ex-husband, Dad, how would people know this stuff if mom's not talking? And she even referenced a two-week time period where she claims that she wasn't on the internet. And I would just like to remind us all, there is a calendar that my legal team created of the defendant's defamation. And at no point in that calendar was there even one week where she was not defaming me. And so I'm not really sure how she is concluding that there was a two-week time period at any point in the prior two years of her not being on the internet. She says that the goal was to keep her off the internet so that she wouldn't make money. Once again, that makes no mathematical sense or logical sense because why would her husband want to hinder her income? Because if he 
was her husband, he would have access to 100% of that income. So that does not make any sense either. And then she says that she's been on the internet and she made a ton of money the prior day, not because she was talking about anything related to this, but just because she talked on the internet. And I want to point out again, the other video that she made was just two days prior, and she also shared it on her stories. And so arguably, people would have watched that video. They may not have watched it in real time, but within 24 hours, over 12,000 people had watched that video. And lo and behold, she had made a lot of money by her own admission. And once again, the defendant continues to use defamation for profit. I will tell you, we can have mom.com. That is my website. Watch somebody go purchase that now. Also, how are you going to explain to the judge that she should believe that woman who sued us for a million dollars if that woman purchased my name.com as a website where she tells people lies about what happened at court? The only thing that she says is true is that I got a judgment against me. Zero other things are true. I did not literally say she's ever in my cloud i never said that i didn't talk to the fbi i never said that anything and it's ironic too because she'll be like for it for it to be defamation it has to be her it has to harm me how the fuck it harm me you didn't have a job but it has to harm me and it has to um be false well we could start there it ain't false play the police video literally tells the cops I told her things that are on that blog and I had no idea she was going to say them on that blog can I get in trouble for violating my non-disclosure agreement she also says there are things on that blog that you would only know if you were me or her crystal okay I'll use y'all's whole names I don't need no CNH record this video show it to your mom your dad your grandma Jesus I don't care I don't care because if you show it to someone an attorney a lawyer anybody at least it's now out there okay nobody said this out loud before only me only to me and my friends so the more i talk the more you guys will have to tell somebody that i'm saying and then i'll finally get to go to court you know and hopefully you sue me again and i know to defend myself this time and at least i know that i can talk if i defend myself so here i am sue me some more go ahead but i'm still going to tell the truth about what you did because it's all true do y'all see that story where it was like, um, I believe you and everything you're saying about them. Then why are they on your witness list as your character witnesses? They thought you were a piece of shit, dude. That's why you deleted her text messages from my phone. Uh, missed the whole two years, I guess. Yes, she bought com. Again, if you go follow her on any of her platforms, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, she has all those. If you follow her, I will go see that you follow her and I will block you from every platform that I have. And you can't send me a message and say, why did you block me? Because I will not answer that question. You will just have to know. And it does not matter how much money you spend because I don't give a about a dollar. I care about the truth. Uh, and this is how I relate it. If somebody was bullying your daughter and I went and followed that account just to like see what's going on. I don't need anybody to watch her for me. I don't give a shit what she says. She's deleting like crazy right now, FYI. Um... Why do people do that? I ain't doing nothing. Girl, you can find me. So anyways, oh, the other way, the other way she knew so much about my life, in 2021, when I found the XML files of all these text messages, somebody, somebody who's good at spreadsheets, I don't know who, has um, taken these XML text messages that I also have a copy of so I can see that you didn't include them all. 
and turn them into an Excel spreadsheet. But when you curate the text messages to say whatever you want them to say, that's what it looks like. Also, all the text messages for me make me look like I'm extremely overwhelmed, anxious, like I'm crying all the time, like I can't handle it by myself because I'm constantly asking him, like, can you please just help me? Like, you say out loud that you want to help me and you look like that guy on social media, but in real life, like, you literally don't get your ass off the couch. Like, you have to freaking help me. I'm exhausted. So I look like a manic. He loves that word. Oh, he loves that word. Oh, I didn't finish the other day in my story when I was talking about the manic thing. So our old marriage counselor, bring me back to this text message thing in a minute. Got to keep going, though, because I got to get a lot of to say. Um... I'll break all this down for y'all in like little uh, interviews or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. You do probably get a lawsuit that your husband's helping someone sue you. And I don't know. Somewhere, I just feel like that shit's got to be illegal somehow. It's got to be illegal. So, I hired the right people, finally. A new divorce attorney. A woman. Who probably is more pissed off about this than me. I'm pissed off, but I'm like, just get away from me so I can thrive. Okay, I made the most money in my life when I moved out of my house. Like, just get away from me so I can move on. Get away from me so I can go be a light for other people. Like my tarot card reader said. Like, my job is to go out there and take my little positive, cheery bubble self and be good to people. That's what I love to do. I literally love human beings. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love women. I love finding women in, like, a sad position and encouraging them to, like, get happy again. And I'll be damned if I was not, like, a miserable for two years. God, I hated it. I'm not like that. That is not my personality. I hated it. But my baby daddy knew if he keeps me in that miserable position for forever, I won't make no money and I'm going to lose everything I got. So guess what, dude? You won. I lost everything I had. I ain't got nothing but a couple pieces of clothes and this little rent house and a freaking car outside and some really bomb friends you can't take away. So here we are, guys. But you know what? The truth can be taken away. They cannot take the truth away from you. And nothing I'm saying is any different than what I've already always said. So, and all my friends on here, if you're my friend and you've heard me tell this story off of the camera in the last three years, please say hello. Tell me your name. Where you at? Also, if you can go look at my details and my details too, highlights, and it all kind of lands up. Hold on. I'm an overshare for sure, but I love it. Yeah, so I'm definitely, I don't know what manic is, but I definitely, so the crazy thing is, like, I've never questioned if I was manic or whatever, and I don't, if you are that way, there's nothing wrong with that, just FYI. Like, we all have something, okay? So don't feel bad. Don't let no piece of shit bum, have house dude try to make you feel bad for because that dude been on for 25 years, and he ain't ever talking about that. So don't make, please don't feel bad. I just know that personally, I'm not a manic, um... But I probably have other problems. I definitely have, like, daddy issues, I'm sure, because my dad's dead, and I, like, was so codependent on him to keep me safe for so long. I'm definitely not very discerning. I definitely believe everybody tells the truth, and they don't, and I shouldn't be like that. Um, it's probably not good that I totally cut off, like, you know, people if they screw me over, and I don't, like, really have a feeling for it anymore, which is kind of true, kind of untrue. Because, like, I even feel bad about freaking old blondie girl and I don't feel bad I just feel like you know like she's never gonna have a friend like me in her life again and I hate that like for both of us but also you know what you did you shouldn't have done it should have came to me and been like sis this is what they're doing but you didn't because you know why you thought you should cover your own ass instead of covering mine and I would not have done that I would have said hey I
at the beginning of this clip, she talks about having various websites and she names one and it's like, oh, go look, somebody will buy that one now. And she's referencing me purchasing additional domains and pointing them to falseanddefamatory.com, which I did do because the defendant has continued to make new social media accounts and has restarted under a different company name and those kinds of things. And she continues to tell these lies on those new accounts and under those new names. And so if she is going to continue to defame me and make new business names or personal names or go by a different name herself, I wanted a way to point people to the truth. She also says that my website is full of lies. And I just want to point out that my website contains the defendant's own words on her social media posts versus what was said in her deposition. So it's just her own words that I show. So I'll show what she says in her videos to her followers. And then I show what she says in the deposition about that subject. And the answers are different. And so I'm not really adding any additional commentary or opinions in those blog posts on my website. It's just the defendant's own words. And so she's saying and telling her followers, it's just all full of lies. And then she also says, again, do not follow me or she will block her followers. She also says, and is sort of making fun of me again, that for it to be defamation, it has to harm you and it has to be false. And how did it harm me? I didn't have a job. And once again, I was in the final interview stages for a job that would have paid me handsomely for my skills and experience. And how did the defendant know that I didn't have a job during that time? That all stopped as soon as she started her campaign of lies. And ultimately, I did go into another career as a teacher, and I do love that. But she is saying that there, you didn't have a job. How did it harm you? Well, if it kept me from getting a job, that is considered harm. And so once again, her followers don't pick up on that or say anything. And she just doesn't see how I was harmed at all. She also said in her deposition that how would anything she said have harmed my reputation? And so it's just a very wide disconnect because she actively, now it's over three years, gets on her social media and tells horrible lies about me, as we just watched in a video, for everyone to know what I've done, her version of what I've done, which I have actually done none of those things. And so her entire goal is to harm my reputation. Then she hollers, play the police video. And if you're a judge on Patreon, you've heard that audio. I did not release the video because I did not think that that was fair to the parties involved, but I did release the audio. And I did remove H's voice and her mom's voice, but I did include the full transcript so that you can see what all was said. And so once again, that police video does not do what the defendant thinks that it does. In that police video, the defendant and the officer are trying to coerce H into a narrative that is completely false. She outright says that she is talking on purpose so that I will show a judge or an attorney and so that the information will be out there. She says that she'll finally be able to go to court. And I just, again, want to point out we've, we've already been to court um, and there was a unanimous jury verdict ruling that all of her statements were false and defamatory. And once again, she doesn't respect the law or the legal process. And so it's weird to me that she is going on about this and is professing that she wants us to go back to court. She says, sue me again. And then she says that she's going to represent herself this time so that she will be able to actually speak 
because she didn't get that chance the last time. She also claims that on my website or my social media channels, I'm not sure which one, that I was deleting stuff like crazy. And I I hadn't deleted anything. However, I do want to point out that often the defendant will delete things. And so it's really become a pattern that the things that the defendant accuses people of are actually her own confessions because this video that we are watching right now was deleted after it was made. And so she likes to say that I was deleting things, but in reality, the defendant is the only one that deletes her own social media posts. Then she talks about some text messages that were perhaps turned over in the divorce and that because they were in an Excel spreadsheet, that I had to have helped with that or something like that. And once again, being fluent in Microsoft Excel or spreadsheets, there are a lot of people who have those skills. And so she is making it sound super nefarious. People are right in the comments agreeing with her and it just doesn't make any sense. And it is mind blowing that people do not pick up on that. She says, that the quote trolls unquote talk about how she's manic and she's not manic but if you are that's okay and then she makes a dig at her soon-to-be ex-husband and talks about the actual medication that he has been on and she's done this to me before as well she has disclosed that i had to be on medication because of all of this and i just think that that is a really low blow to go after someone else's mental health while claiming that she does not have any mental issues. And then she's saying to people, it's okay if you do though. And so she is insinuating that he shouldn't be talking about anything regarding her mental issues because he, in her own words, has one of his own. But also her soon-to-be ex-husband is not the one posting about her being manic on these blogs. That is speculation by the commenters on Gomi and Reddit based on what they see in her behavior, by what she puts out in her own social media posts and videos. She also says that she feels bad about H and that H was trying to protect her own interests instead of protecting the defendants and that she would not have done that. But she says that she feels bad about that. And she has said in the prior live video that she thinks that H will come forward with the truth one day. And again, H already told the truth in the police video that she had no idea about any of this, that she found out about it from the defendant and that she did not know that any of this was true for herself. Anyways, the point of that mania conversation is that on the troll blogs, one troll always talks about me being manic. Why don't you take the medicine you've been prescribed? Bitch, I ain't never been prescribed no medicine I didn't ask for. And I didn't take any medicine that I what that I asked for only because I knew you were going to make fun of me. And I didn't want to get any, it be in any jeopardy whatsoever with my kid. So I went to my doctor and I said, I don't feel depressed, but I feel like I should be depressed. But also like, I am really sad lately, but my dad just died. And I think my husband's stalking me and helping this woman sue me on the internet. So do you think I need something? And he was like, no. Oh, so he would say, maybe you should focus, maybe you should take the medicine you've been prescribed and um, go fix your mania. And I'm like, no random troll would ever even suggest this mania thing unless they were sitting in my therapist's couch, you know? So like, that's one of the things where, it's like one of the things where you like knew where it came from, but you're like, no way, like, no way. Like he wouldn't do that. He would always say like, you should take the medicine you've been prescribed. Well. I go to my doctor's office one day 
And we're talking about that. He's the doctor that I asked about. Should I get prescribed? Also, FYI, my therapist didn't prescribe me medicine. She doesn't prescribe medicine. Therapists don't do that. Psychotherapists do or psychiatrists do or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, she ain't. So please update your troll posts to show my therapist did not prescribe me the medicine that I asked for. My doctor did. The same doctor that you go to. The same doctor that told you, hey, bro, I didn't prescribe your wife any medicine because I thought she was depressed. I prescribed her that for all the anxiety and stuff she's been dealing with with this lawsuit. AKA, yo. So you might want to update your posts. So, please go tell the judge I'm talking disparagingly about you. It ain't disparaging or defamatory if it's true. And it's all true. Nothing I said ain't true. Also, please let her know what I'm saying. I would love for her to know that the same person that you said last year you would not give me any money to defend myself against is actually the hoe you're about to put in the freaking... I shouldn't call her hoe. I don't know if she is or not. Let me apologize for that. I'm sorry. I meant it as like slang, like girl. So, you know, like how you call your friends that, except for she definitely ain't my friend thought you was my friend but apparently not um also was it weird that you were like stalking me for so long whenever I was like being really nice to you also you spent $27,000 at my store like I think the number was like 20,059 I looked yesterday so I don't know my prayer is that more people because people have will continue to come forward and start telling the pieces of the stories that they've found out along the way that corroborate everything I've always said. People always say like, did it make you feel good when XYZ told you this is true? No, cause I already knew that. It doesn't make me feel good. It makes you feel gross that they sat on that information for so long and didn't say anything. You know, it's just gross. It's just disgusting. It doesn't make me feel good when the forensics people tell me all the they found out. Nope at all. It really does not. That's why I was upset like last month, I think. I was really sad for like three days. Y'all saw, but I didn't tell you why. That's why people were saying like, what's wrong? How come you've been online? Because I was sad for three days and I didn't want to talk about it. Because as much as like you want the person, like you want them to find out the things you don't. Because honestly, like I thought they were going to come back and be like, well, we totally believe you, but we couldn't find anything. They didn't say that, bro. I wouldn't be here talking like this if they said that. Because now if you take this video to court, and you say I said all this stuff, the judge is gonna ask me why did I say all this stuff and now I get to show her. So do me a favor, save me the dough and you take it there. But just remember I'm saving all these videos. So if you're gonna play like five minutes of the video, I'ma play the whole thing. Cause that's the difference too I learned this time around. They'll go and play like a five minute snippet where I look like a snarky little sassy and they won't play the entire video where I'm like, this is devastating. I never wanted this to happen. Like, I didn't ask for this. I've begged him to tell me what's going on. He's, you know, texted me, emailed me, told me in person and my son a thousand times that, that Crystal were responsible for all this stuff. And then now he's like telling my son, no, she, Crystal definitely gets, deserves to get paid. My son's like, what the hell? That's disgusting. Like, does he forget he told me the same things? So, I don't know. When you wonder why you don't want to go to your house, perhaps that's why. Just a guess, though. Heidi K. So, one day, maybe I'll meet a civil attorney who will help me out and say, hey, girl, I'll help you out. You're telling the truth, and I know this is a slam dunk case. Or maybe I won't ever meet one, and I'll just have to go be like, listen, Your Honor, I'm trying not to say cuss words. I'm from a redneck from Texas. I'm just, please just know I'm really honest, and I will do the best I can, but this is what happened, this is when it happened, and here's all my data at one time, because I don't know how this, like, submitting stuff to the court thing works. But I'm okay with giving you 
everything I got. Like I got, I said, here's my iCloud password. Here's every password, everything I've ever had. You can do an asset search. You can search my social. You can search my friends' socials. You can search my kids' social. You can look up every text message I've ever had on my phone. I have kept every phone I've ever had just in case it gets like asked to be at court. I don't delete nothing. Which is crazy because Crystal's text messages got deleted from my phone the day I came home and told everybody what she was doing. Why would I delete them? Also, another lie that she says on her page that I said she deleted my text. Girl, you weren't in my house. I know you didn't delete your text out of my phone. You would have been smart enough to at least delete the freaking group text. He wasn't that smart. I don't know. Did you tell him to save your name under your husband's phone number, though? Because that was a dumb move because I have text messages from your husband. So now if I search your name in my phone, God, I should go get that phone. Huh? Let's go see if I have it. Let's go on a field trip, guys. This is kind of fun. I feel like a weight is lifted every second. In the beginning of this clip, she is referencing the social media posts that her soon-to-be ex-husband made at one point in time about mental illness. And she also says that he told her to take the medicine that she was prescribed. And then she goes into how she wasn't prescribed anything that she didn't ask for, that she asked her doctor for it, but then ended up not taking it because she didn't want him to make fun of her on these quote unquote troll blogs. Then she says more about the mania comments from these quote unquote trolls and that there's no way that somebody would make that comment unless they were in her therapist's office and heard those words. And I just want to point out that this is indicative of what she thinks proof is. And so she believes that since one person, a therapist talked about mania, and then on the troll blogs, people were speculating she was manic, that it has to be that her soon-to-be ex-husband is the one who either wrote that or fed it to me. And that is not proof of anything. However, she has done this before with the Christmas Village Cord that is now infamous, that because H and another employee had asked her about an extension cord to power her Christmas Village, and also on Gomi, it was written, how is she going to power the Christmas Village, that that had to be H telling me that information so that we could frame this other employee. It's just an observation. The mania comment is an observation based on her own behavior that she willingly shares. She talks about being an oversharer online. And so she thinks that these things are proof, which is very interesting because the People, and I've talked about this in a prior episode, that are on Reddit in the forums that discuss the defendant come from a wide variety of backgrounds. Some are health professionals and can recognize this behavior. Some have family members or friends or ex-spouses or things like that who have also exhibited this kind of behavior. So just because her therapist talked about it and used the word manic and then someone else made an observation based on her behavior and also used the word manic, that does not mean, nor is it any sort of evidence that her husband was conspiring with me to facilitate a million dollar lawsuit against her. But that is the narrative that she is selling. She also says the statement that it's not defamatory if it's true and how all of this is true. And once again, she thinks that what I've just said is her proof that it is true. She has never provided any evidence whatsoever that any of her claims are true, not about me, not about her soon-to-be ex-husband. 
but she just keeps claiming and saying that it's true. She thinks that if she says that it's true enough times, that it actually is true. However, there are no facts and evidence to back up any of her claims. She also says that she wants the judge to know about this video so that it can be played in court and the judge can ask, why did you say these things? And then she can show her proof. First of all, the judge isn't the one that asks the questions in a trial. The attorneys do that and the judge facilitates that and makes sure that everyone is following the rules of civil procedure. But she thinks that if she says all of these things, that someone will eventually show it to a judge and she will be able to show her proof. She also actually says that I spent $27,000 at her store and that she just looked it up yesterday. And I just want to point that out because in the comments, someone had made a comment earlier about how I am probably still wearing all of the clothing that she gave me. And she has often said how much she has done for me and all the things that she had given me. But in fact, I paid for my own clothing. As an employee there, I did have an employee discount while I was working there. And I did utilize that while I was an employee, but I paid for my own purchases. And once again, why would I spend twenty-seven dollars or $28,000 with someone in an effort to try and sabotage them? That does not make any sense. But once again, her followers do not see any issue with that statement. She says, just remember, if you take this video to court and play five minutes, I'm going to play the whole thing. And so her narrative also is that all of her videos have been taken out of context. And we are now in episode 35, and I have played a lot of videos in their entirety and stories in their entirety. And I don't believe that anything has been taken out of context. She says again that she hopes that she'll run into a civil attorney that will take her case or she will try to stop cussing and represent herself. So she is doing this on purpose so that hopefully someone will offer to quote unquote help her, despite the fact that she has continually said every single time she has gotten a new attorney that someone is finally going to help her. She had three defamation attorneys, and at this point in time, she is on her second divorce attorney. And so it seems to me by this pattern, and this is just my opinion, that she gets these attorneys, thinks that they're going to help her, and then when they don't actually present the evidence that she wants them to present, or if they tell her that this isn't proof, that she fires them and gets another attorney. And so at this point, she has a new divorce attorney and says that it is a woman who is probably more angry about this entire situation than she is. My speculation is because of my own experience with attorneys and the legal process that when the attorneys ask for evidence and she's like, well, this is proof. My therapist said manic and on the troll blogs, they say manic. And so it has to be my ex-husband feeding this woman information. My speculation is that the attorney would say, okay, but that's not actual concrete evidence. It's not something that the judge will allow as evidence or something like that. I don't know. That's just my speculation based on what she has said and based on her behavior pattern. At the end of this clip, she talks about, again, the text being deleted from her phone and that she thinks that her soon-to-be ex-husband deleted them. And then she says, I think I have the phone. Let's go find it. And so she then goes and takes her phone that she's recording on and walks through her house to try and locate that phone so that she can show her followers this evidence that she says that she has. Yes, what does it say? 8010 backed up in the backup date because all my backups got deleted out of my phone too. Crazy, right? I have 156,000 pictures out of my phone in my phone in this phone right now. I'll plug it in and show you. 
Um, and somehow every backup that I'd ever had in the phone was deleted. Isn't that wild? Do you think I would delete my own backups? First of all, how the hell do you do that? I didn't do that. Here, we'll just give it a little juice. See how long it takes. This one's on 21% though, so I really gotta not mess around. Yeah, so also do you know, let me tell you, if you're going through a divorce or if you're in my situation, if you're looking for an Arlo camera video, this is what happened to me. There were, I think, six Arlo cameras signed into my Wi-Fi, but only four were on my Arlo account. My husband told me it was a technical glitch. I've said this exact statement before to you guys years ago. That's not true. The truth is, if you have an active subscription with Arlo, they can retrieve your videos no matter what. So when I was asking, like, where's the video of this? Where's the video of, uh, you know, told us on camera that she knew it was her, that she knew it was Crystal saying these things about me. Where are those videos? I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Guess where I found them? On your hard drive, sir, on your hard drive. Why are those videos that were missing during my trial on your hard drive? Go look at my, go look at my stories and see when I sent the text message. Mm-hmm. Why are they there? They were there and then guess what? The whole freaking thing just disappears. Just like my cell phone disappeared, 70,000 pictures from my Lightroom disappeared, and they tried to tell me that it must be a glitch with Lightroom, and my dumbass believed it. So stupid. Because you don't think these people are going to lie. Like, what do you have to lie about? We're both getting sued here for something that's being done to me. Here, look. Let me, I can go put this in somewhere else. Mama is dead. We'll come back to her later. And I'll type in the name, and then I'll show you how there's a text message from her husband asking me to come over to her birthday driveway party. I was the only person that came from our, that I know of from, from our, I know I came and didn't come for sure. The other thing was, I was really, really mean to Crystal all the time. Like very snarky, like told me to cancel. We were all gonna go to New York City for in November. Just, I was gonna take them for, uh, just for Christmas. And we were gonna go on like a gossip girl tour. And she was always really about Stephanie and Crystal, like, really said really stuff about him all the time. So it blew my mind later on when Stephanie was, like, so team Crystal. Because, like, you wrote me a tech, or a card saying I was a role model to you. And now you're, like, like, but I guess that's the power these people have. I don't know. I don't really care if she one day figures out that she's definitely batting for the wrong team. I don't care. Get away from me. Because, like, you should know better than that. But also, it's just kind of gross, you know. Because, like, the whole time, super mean about to crystal and uh stephanie like talked about him constantly said that crystal was lonely and didn't have any friends and that's why she was the way she was and told me to cancel both of their tickets she was really adamant that i canceled stephanie's ticket and then she was like you i've told you all this before um she was like you can cancel crystals while you're at it we used to let crystal come over to my house sometimes on mondays for like impromptu marketing meetings which we really didn't need to have but we wanted to make her feel validated for all the spreadsheets she was making for us that I didn't really need and I would always say like let's just let her come over because you know she wants to hang out with us you know and so I'd be like huh whatever okay sounds good because you know me if I was going to say that I would be like hey it'd probably make her feel good if we like included her today that's my sentence but y'all know how she was she was totally opposite of me So the defendant is once again talking about this phone and she has plugged it in to charge it so that she can show her followers her proof. And then she says, why would I delete my own backup? 
I wouldn't do that. How do you even do that? And I just find that interesting because in the police audio with Bartonville Police Department, the defendant admitted that she deleted her own backups. And that is why Apple could not restore them because she had, in fact, been the one to delete them. And so once again, her accusations are a confession. Then she talks about these Arlo videos that she says are missing. And then she says that she found them on her soon-to-be ex-husband's hard drive. And I just want to point that out because at no point were those videos turned over in the legal process. And it seems like she's saying that she found them after the fact. However, she also has not shown her followers those videos. And so once again, she claims to have this proof, but doesn't actually show it. And additionally, I've talked about this before, H walking in and saying that I was a psycho, which is one of the videos that the defendant claims that was deleted. I would be a psycho if all of this was true. And so the defendant is saying all of this to H and I would expect H to say that I'm a psycho if she's being told all of this and being told that the FBI had confirmed and that there were IP addresses linking me to all of this. Yes, I would be a psycho. So I'm not really sure what videos she is referring to. However, to this day and this, we are not quite a year. We are about nine months after the time this video was made, and none of those videos have ever seen the light of day. So it's unclear if perhaps she misplaced them or if they never existed in the first place. But here she is claiming that she found them on her soon-to-be ex-husband's hard drive, but has yet to show anyone any of that evidence. She acknowledges once again and talks about how she was the only person to come to my birthday party, and she knows the timing of these videos. The prior one was the day after my birthday, and this one's on April the 7th. It's just two days later. And she also says that H was always really mean to me and said to cancel my ticket to this New York trip. And I've talked about this in a prior episode. H knew that I didn't want to go on that trip. And so I have no doubt that H said to cancel my ticket and cancel Steph's ticket. I have no doubt that she actually said that because she knew that I didn't want to go. The defendant also says that sometimes they would let me come to her house for marketing meetings because I didn't have any friends and they wanted to make me feel included. And I just want to point out that the defendant uh, requested a Monday marketing meeting every Monday. And I did want to have meetings with her. I tried to have finance meetings with her and I tried to show her all of my spreadsheets and talk to her about my concerns about the cash projections that I had put together based on her spending and the lack of revenue that was coming in. I did talk to her about those things. However, I much preferred being at the warehouse. I was a notorious workaholic. I loved being at the warehouse. It was fine that she wasn't ever there because the defendant, in my opinion, tended to bring a lot of chaos. And my entire goal was to establish structure and processes in order. And so I preferred being at the warehouse versus working in her home where it was really difficult to put any structure in place there. But she's going to tell a different story here. And her story is that H was mean to me, never wanted me around but sometimes they would allow me to be in their presence at her home because I didn't have any friends and they felt sorry for me. Also in the comments, so the defendant has talked about H multiple times and in the comments, several of her followers are saying, don't say H's name. 
And they are trying to get her attention to stop saying H's name because the followers know that the defendant signed a settlement agreement that if she speaks about H, that she will be liable for $10,000 per occurrence. And so far in this video, there have already been multiple occurrences. And the defendant has talked about this on her videos that she is supposed to pay whenever she talks about her, but she does it anyway. So she knows what the consequences are, but she still does it anyway. And her followers are trying to help her, but she just ignores them. Y'all are literally like answering people. Hold on. Did I miss something? Oh, am I manic? Cause I'm talking. Don't worry, I won't block you. I value everybody's opinion, even ridiculous ones. Manic behavior is defined as elevated and excitable mood with rapid speech and thoughts. Or I'm just like freaking happy to get this shit off my chest after three years. Maybe that. I mean, I could be real excited about anything all the time. It doesn't mean that. Also, if I'm manic right now and I haven't done my then that means I'm just like naturally just an excited person because I could be real calm or I could be real excited. It just doesn't matter. It depends on what I'm talking about. Some things excite me. Don't worry. I won't block you, even though you said what you said, even though that's rude. And I'm okay with rude statements because it doesn't bother me and I never really get them. And I don't really think you're being rude. I just think you're confused. Just know that I would never come to your video where I was trying to share, where you were trying to share what's on your heart and say something that way to you. So it's okay. You are who you are. That's what makes us different. Not everything is trauma. Uh, I didn't say anything was trauma. I've had trauma. I feel like this might qualify as trauma, but also I'm not here to say whether it, if it's trauma or not, it doesn't make it more or less true, nor does it validate or invalidate what I'm saying. I'm only talking to the same person every time, guys, because out of 276 of y'all, there's only one person asking these kind of questions. So I'm going to answer them because clearly she needs me to. A lot of people have mental health issues. They do. They do. I mean, I listen, sign me up. I'm sure we all do. Losing your dad, getting divorced, your best friend screwing you over, all trauma, clearly trauma. Maybe not to you, but to most people. Thank you, Marie. You're correct. I would say that, too. Um, if she won a lawsuit, could I still get in trouble for talking about her? If by in trouble, probably so. And I'm okay with that. Uh, because here's the thing. What I'm saying right now will finally get presented in court. This stuff has never been out of my mouth in a courtroom. So in order for me to get in trouble, this stuff has to come out somewhere. So I'm happy for it to come out. So if that means I'm gonna get in trouble, okay, I'm fine with it. But those didn't just happen. I don't understand, okay, talking to the same person here. You said, yeah, but those things didn't just happen. I don't know what you mean, but if you've been here for a minute, my dad just died. I don't know what just is to you, but according to my counselor, we haven't even touched that topic yet. So I'd say it's still a little fresh for me. Number one. Number two, I'm still currently going through a divorce. Number two, I'm still currently being talked about every single day by the woman who, or every, not every single day, I want to tell only facts here, very often, at least once a month for the last, no, multiple times a month for the last long time. Okay. I want to be very factual as I can. I'm still being talked about by someone who sued me for doing something that she is doing to me. Okay. So by they didn't just happen. I feel like that might be a matter of opinion. I don't know. Like I said, to each their own, you're entitled to your opinion. It just doesn't matter here. Um, what else? 
trauma doesn't have to be, I know. So trauma has to be recent for you to talk about it. I agree, but I'm also saying you can have trauma and also be manic. I understand that, but I can tell you that I've had the same counselor for two hours a week, every single week for the last two years. And she said, not only am I not manic, that I'm extremely self-aware and that I'm the most sane client she's ever had considering the amount of trauma that I've gone through. And you're welcome to validate that with her if you want to. Uh, finding the right help with, thank you. Are you a therapist? This is all the same person I'm talking to you guys here. I just really want to answer her questions because like she keeps leaving them. So I clearly need to tell her. Um, if you want to help, you know what you could do? You can Venmo me what I pay 500 bucks a week, $2,000 a month for therapy. So if you'd like to help, my Venmo is at, I pay $500 every Monday or Tuesday to go to counseling from 5 to 7 p.m. That's the help I'm getting. Um, I don't want to talk too fast. So I'm trying to like make myself slow down. So you don't think I'm manically telling you this, but, and I don't even think the girl's like trying to be mean. I think she's trying to invalidate what I'm feeling. And I'm hundred percent sure she's going to hop over there later on and say some dumb shit, but it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't make my situate. My trauma is not validated or invalidated by what somebody else thinks. It's my experience. And I share it with you. And if you don't want to listen, well, you can hop off the bed. That would be the common sense thing uh your husband has cancer is that trauma um i feel like that would be an extremely traumatic experience i that that's my opinion but i would say that that would be an extremely um traumatic experience again i don't feel like what i think about your husband having cancer really shouldn't matter to you at all but if you want to know, I'm deeply sorry that he has cancer. I know how it feels to have someone who's extremely close to you have cancer. I know how it feels to be scared. I know how it feels to be helpless, like you can't do anything and all you want to do is fix it for that person. I know how it feels to be frustrated with doctors and not know answers. I know how it feels to watch that person like go through the worst pain in the world and know you really can't do anything about it. So if you ever need to chat about that or just scream or vent, I'm here for you, sis. That's not a joke either. And the best thing about my internet community right now is 278 of the, the 207, well, 288 of the 289 people on this video wholeheartedly believes that I will lend you an ear anytime you need it, but that's all. Oh, now you're gonna make me cry. Not because I'm sad because I feel bad. I'm sorry you've had a hard year, but I'll say this. This is my opinion. And then I swear to God, I'm gonna stop talking about this and go back to my story. I understand that you're going through something right now and I'm about to cry because I feel bad for you. Hold on. I hope that, ugh, that the one thing that you can learn from me is that you can go through hard things. Hold on. I can't run my makeup. Sorry, I feel bad for you. Not in like a, a ugly way. I don't mean it ugly, I promise. Like I genuinely feel bad because you're sharing right now that you're struggling and I just want to share something really quick and then we'll go back to my crazy life, okay? I just want you to know, I hope that the thing that you take away from this video or from me is that you can go through whatever level of stress, trauma, discomfort, situation, whatever you want to call it, okay? What you can go through whatever level of that you want. Just always try to stay kind at your core. Don't let your situation that you're going through change your heart because I feel like you probably are a really good person and you're just struggling really hard right now with, I'm not very good at saying that, how I mean to say it. Mm, I hope the thing that you learned from me is that no matter what you're going through and the level of what you're going through, you should still see the good in everybody, at least a little bit. Like even the 
people who've done things to me, like I still see the good in them. Like, unfortunately, I still think it's good looking. I still think my heart like does regret what she did, but even though she ain't gonna ever tell me that. And I mean, I don't really have a lot of good things to say about Crystal, but she's good at spreadsheets. So I don't know, you know, I hope it does help you realize that here is a place that you can learn that you can go through really hard still try to find the good in other people okay and i have to stop because i'm gonna cry if i keep thinking about your story so i'm sorry it's been a hard year for you so in this set of clips the defendant begins talking to someone who has been commenting and this person has been saying things like is this really trauma or she's just asking questions logically from what she's hearing and saying, well, this is the definition of mania. And you're saying that this is trauma, those kinds of things. And so the defendant's followers have been responding back to this person and basically insinuating that she's being rude. And so the defendant stops to read comments and sees that all of this is transpiring and says something like, it's okay, you can have your opinion. I, I support all opinions, even ridiculous ones or something like that. Just saying that because this person is asking questions or saying things that are contradictory to what the defendant is saying, then they must be being rude. And so the defendant spends the remainder of this video talking to and about this commenter. The defendant says that this probably would be considered trauma, but that she's not necessarily saying that it's trauma. And so she's arguing kind of back and forth with this person. And then the person starts telling the defendant that her husband has cancer. And so then the defendant says that she feels so sorry for this commenter and that she is about to cry because she feels so sad for this person and what they're going through because she knows what it's like to have someone dying of cancer and that she thinks that this person probably is a truly kind person. She's just going through something. And so she says that her advice to that person is to, while she's going through that trauma, just to stay kind in her core, that that is really important. And the defendant appears to believe that that's what she has done, that she has stayed kind no matter what has happened to her. She says that it's important to still see the good in people. And she says that she still even sees the good in her soon-to-be ex-husband. She thinks that he's attractive. She still sees the good in H and she's still sad over H's involvement and thinks that she just messed up. And then she says that she even sees something good about me even though it's difficult, but that I am really good at spreadsheets. And so that is her saying that she still sees the good in people who she feels have wronged her. And so again, the followers in the comments are what truly blows my mind because once again, the defendant has shown no evidence whatsoever of any of her claims. And not only do they believe her, they are attacking this woman in the comments, who is just asking logical questions and pointing out some logical observations. And the defendant truly has formed a very cult-like community, and they believe whatever she says. And that is one of the things that is so dangerous about social media and influencers or content creators. Not saying that influencers in general are bad, it is just that when you build a following of people who follow you and believe everything that you say, you have a greater responsibility to validate your claims before you make them. And I do think that a lot of people are reckless on social media now 
And I hope that this case does serve as precedence for future legislation regarding social media and defamation, because it is easy for these influencers to create these followings and then just tell them whatever they want to. There's all kinds of influencers out there with medical misinformation or misinformation about public leaders and things like that. And that sort of thing is just very dangerous because then if people are believing those things, it can truly cause harm to other people or even the person themselves who is believing all of this. And so we have a responsibility as people who are observing social media or people who are creating their own following to truly validate the claims that you are making before you make them. And as a follower, you need to validate the claims that someone is making before you go on the attack to attack someone for questioning that influencer or creator. I would also like to point out that the defendant's claims are that there's inside information on these quote unquote troll blogs. It is the basis for her entire narrative that it has to be me, that when I was there, I was getting the inside information myself. Then I was using H. Then I was using her soon-to-be ex-husband. However, I would also like to say that currently, there are still forums that talk about the defendant. Those forums look up public information. They make speculation based on what the defendant has said out of her own mouth. And they just share their own opinions. That is still happening to this day. Arguably, some of that would be what the defendant would consider inside information. So who is giving that information now? Because she's already accused myself. Then she accused H of feeding me information. Then her soon-to-be ex-husband of feeding me information. So who's feeding me the information now? Is there still someone in her life that's feeding me this information so that it can wind up on these quote-unquote troll blogs? Or is the information public record, speculation, or something that the defendant has said herself? And so Again, her narrative does not make any sense. And so she's capitalizing on the fact that her followers will just believe whatever she says. So she just says whatever comes into her brain. Even in her deposition, she has said that her evidence is that she believes things in her heart or that she just decided something was true. And nobody seems to pick up on this. I also want to point out that she made this entire ordeal about going and getting this old phone and she was going to charge it. And then she was going to show her followers this evidence that was on this phone. That never happened in this live video. So once again, the defendant just wants to talk. She just wants to say whatever she feels or thinks in her brain, and she wants people to believe her. And then if they don't, as evidenced by this commenter, then her followers will go on the attack and then she will attack the person. She did end up attempting to have some sympathy for this person who was going through something, but First, she was insulting to her, in my opinion, and saying that her opinions were ridiculous and why was she being rude when all she was doing was asking some logical questions that most people have. We are still in April of 2023. The journey is not quite over yet. However, the defendant has doubled down on her new narrative. She needs to make sure that as many people as possible see and hear this new narrative. She made the video a few days ago. She has continued to share that video at this point in time. Over 12,000 people have seen that video, and now she's made another video. And she says in this video that there were 276 people or so on this video. So if perchance they didn't see the prior video, now she has a new one for them to view. This is something that the defendant has done consistently. She spouts the same defamation. She changes the details 
but she does consistently defame me. And now it has been at this point in time in the podcast, two and a half years because the trial has already happened, but the defendant has also made no efforts to pay her judgment, which is why I have intervened, which is why we have filed the motion for the judgment to be paid out of the trust and why she is up in arms because her soon to be ex-husband seemingly has said that that does need to be paid and that the defendant needs to be the one to pay it because she alone is responsible for all of the defamation. Despite the defendant saying in this actual video that I was deleting stuff, which I was not, I was not deleting any of my blog posts or social media posts, and the defendant claiming that she does not delete anything, this video was in fact deleted. And so again, the defendant often makes accusations that are actually her own confessions. And this video is no exception. And so although this video has been deleted, there are still many videos that are on the defendant's current social media accounts that Meta has still not taken down. And so once again, Meta does need to take action, but truly you listening to this, and you don't just have to listen to me and take my word for anything. I will show you the facts and evidence, but anyone else that you might listen to, please validate their claims before you believe what they are saying, because misinformation is running rampant in our world today with the internet. And while I think the internet is wonderful for information because we can actually research things ourselves, people aren't taking advantage of that luxury. And so I would just encourage you to do your own research and validate claims before you blindly believe them. Next time on False and Defamatory. At the end of the day, I love talking to you. I love connecting with y'all. I love this little screen right here. And no man, no obsessed, psychotic troll, stalker, weirdo is going to stop me. If y'all ever shop, you should shop this week. Because guess what? Friday, I have to go to mediation. And let me tell you, I'm not excited about it. So if you're going to shop, shop now. Then she called and asked the other attorneys if there was mediation on that Friday and there wasn't. The defendant just made it up. The defendant says, my attorneys should have provided a packet to each juror with gomi posts or at least a bulleted list of reasons why it had to be Crystal that made them. Why would her lawyer give a packet of gomi posts to the jury when Crystal has no usernames on gomi? And my attorney did not ask me to provide them with any posts that were directly Crystal until the day before the trial. But Crystal did not make these posts. The attorney would not have asked the defendant for posts the day before the trial. There are deadlines weeks before the actual trial. The defendant made a choice to go on a cruise the week discovery was due. The defendant's attorneys filed a motion to strike my intervention in the lawsuit, saying that it was irrelevant and my intervention should not be allowed. The judge did grant the motion to abate, which means that the judge was going to wait to rule on paying my judgment until the trial. I was being called as a witness, not just myself, but also H would be called as a witness in the divorce trial because the divorce trial at this point was only regarding the division of assets because my lawsuit and therefore H's lawsuit directly impacted the finances of the marriage. We were called as witnesses. Wow, I love
post the lawsuit, I was wrong. Was I wrong or was I poorly represented? Listen, I'll pay what the court says I have to pay. We had to file as intervener in her divorce and then file our own motion for the judgment to be paid out of the trust because she was willfully refusing to pay the judgment. But don't worry, I got plenty. They may have not shown the receipts in court, but we, we gonna talk about them at the show. There have been no receipts. Anything that the defendant thinks is proof is not actually proof. And so she keeps claiming that she has all of this proof and she's gonna show it, she's gonna show it, she's gonna show it. But then when she talks about that proof, or describes it, it amounts to her therapist one time said the word manic and someone on the troll blog said the word manic. And that's the extent of any evidence or proof, quote unquote, that she has. I hope that all the truth really does come out during all this. She obsessed over these trolls for years to the point to where she fabricated a narrative and tried to pin it all on me. You're not paranoid if they really are after you. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Wrighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could ask accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon, where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please, hit that subscribe button and share this podcast podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-678-20 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.